Air Extension Podcast. Uh, it's me, not you. 1969 says I usually don't listen live, and now I understand the fuck why. Relax. I had to go to the bathroom. What do you want? It's, uh, it, it's you know, frankly, on a day like today. Uh, give me a little wiggle room. I woke up, I woke up late today. Uh, it, it, it wasn't a great night at all. Um, you know, when you go to bed and you're like pretty pissed and then two and a half hours later you wake up and you're like, why am I awake? What, what, what's going on? Something woke me up. What was it? I don't know. I wasn't, I didn't, I don't remember a dream or anything like that. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm starting to fall right back to sleep. And then I'm awake again. I'm like, wait, I think, I think I just heard something. I'm not, what was that? And then a little bit of time passes and then beep. I'm like, oh no, no. Don't even tell me it's that this is the night. Don't tell me that this is the night. A little bit of time passes. Beep. <laughs> fucking shit. I've got, it's going off. It's the fire fucking smoke alarm thing. It's now decided. And I had read that I think, because people say, why does it always happen like in the middle of the night? And I think it has something to do with the temperature in the house. I don't know, but I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Well, maybe I can just sleep through it. That's impossible. That is impossible. Makes you wonder if in the uh, course of human history, there has ever been a time where someone was like, it's going off, you know, beep, beep needs to be. And then someone doesn't change the battery. And then like three minutes later, something happens and the house goes up in flames and everybody dies or like conversely, Someone goes, oh, I, well, I better just get up and change these and then changes them. And then three minutes later, the whole house goes crazy because it's burning. And then everybody gets out, you know, safe and sound. These are the things I think about. So I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, all right, I get out of bed and I walk into the hall. And uh, I'm like, where is it? Now I have to, st I'm standing out in the hall in my underwear. I'm like, all right, now I got to pinpoint because they're, they're all over the fucking place. And luckily it was the one right there, like right outside of the door. I'm like, okay, there it is. Let's go. Let's do this. Uh, get the alarm. I look, there's three um, of the double A's, double A's batteries. Fucking great. Piece of cake. March downstairs. Uh, go to get the fresh ones. We've got uh, C's and D's and the uh, uh, nine volts. We've got the nickel cadmiums. We've got the lithiums. We've got the ones for the RV. We've got the ones for the car. Um, but... There are no double A's or triple A's anywhere. 
You've got to be kidding me. Uh, so there are two remotes right now with no batteries in them. No, I did not touch the remote that the NFK uses. Now that would have been an entirely different problem. All right, put them in there. All right, good to go. I put the thing on the wall and then I guess the alarm system, because they all talk to each other, is now talking to the main alarm. And I hear a beep from way far away in the house and then another one from right in my face at this other siren. Totally different thing. And I'm like, what? What the fuck? Is it having a conversation saying, hey, the asshole just put in the batteries? Or I, I couldn't tell you. But now, so now there's more noise in the house. I'm like, what the fuck? I went downstairs, touched the pad. It says you got to hit this, this, spin in a circle, do the Macarena, run outside, bang on your neighbor's door, come back, hit the star button, call a phone number, send an email, uh, drive to the gas station, come back, hit this button, and it'll work. God damn it. So now I'm wide awake. O'Neal has to go to the bathroom. All right, go on. Let's have a fucking party. Let's bust out the chili again. Let's, okay, it's one in the morning. Let's do this. Jesus. Um, Bob says, when do smoke detectors take anything besides 9 volt? Well, I take it back. This one might is not a smoke detector. It's a fire detector. It's a fire CO. I don't know. They're, they're all over the fucking place here. Amanda says, Diana slept through the whole thing. I guess. I don't know. Um, Easy went the extra mile. When you're having the type of uh, evening we were to have last night, you got to go with the uh, Eric St. Joe podcast, Slaughter the Turks, Armenian Sweet Heat Chili, which I did. And... um. It was, I mean, I was ready. I was so ready. In fact, I was out in front of the house with Darla on a leash going potty. And Jacqueline, my daughter, and my son-in-law, Justin, they come whipping around the corner because it's about two minutes before the game is going to kick off. And I hear, they're like rushing in. I'm like, easy, easy, take it easy. Everybody's kind of dialed in. Everybody in the entire state and beyond is ready to watch this game. After that game between uh, Kansas City and Baltimore. Baltimore. If you think Lions fans feel bad, you know, the Baltimore fans. Oh, my God. Everybody was coronating the Baltimore uh, Ravens and, you know, Lamar. That, that guy, Lamar, he drops back three steps, takes half a second, and then just tucks it and run. Tucks it and runs. And fucking nothing going. Nothing going on at all. That was that was brutal. And um, more on that in a bit. I don't want to. I kind of want to. Uh, th- there's a lot of lion talk sprinkled in here. Okay. But if I just open up a two-hour show and just start. Whatever. Talking about them. I'm kind of working in reverse order. 
I'm bouncing around. I realize that. But for your old pal, Easy, when they got off to the fast start and it was 14-0, I was like, son of a bitch. But then San Francisco scored to make it 14-7. to And I was like, okay. Even when the Lions made it 21-7, to I was like, hmm. And then late, they made it uh, 24-7. to Even then, I, was, I, uh, I, I tweeted out, I go, what the hell is happening here? But in the back of my brain, I was like, there's no fucking way this game is over. No way whatsoever. None. Um, now at this point, a lot of that gets blurry to me. Like, I don't know the sequence of events. All I know is they were up by 17 points and right now they're getting ready to play golf. Cole writes for one night, Detroit was America's team. Then we all got to feel the crushing defeat that Lions fans have lived forever. Now, here's the thing. Um, when it comes to the feeling, I don't, I don't echo that. I don't, I don't know what you mean by that because the Lions haven't been in any enormously um, big games very much at all in my memory. Nothing as big as this in the last 32 years. And in fact... 32 years ago when they were in the NFC championship game, it wasn't close from the start. They were slaughtered in that game from, <clears throat> from the very beginning of it. Um, and so you knew it was over. This was special because, you know, you're thinking, God damn it. They just played 30 minutes of fantastic football and they are uh, kicking the 49ers butts on the road. The fans are out of the game. The Lions fans are chanting Jared Goff and, I'm thinking, oh my God, this is this may happen. We may be going to the Super Bowl. Holy shit. Okay. So the level of the emotional swing from that to where it ultimately wound up was has never by anyone anywhere been felt. We've never lost something so big. The Lions fans have never lost something so big. The Lions never have felt a disappointment of this level. We've never had it to a point where it was there was so much excitement. You know, you're seeing videos online of fans like at bars going crazy. I texted Bill and I wrote, Billy. And he goes, it's happening. And I go, I know. Oh, my God. But in the back of my brain, I was like, ah, come on now. Take it easy. You know, there's still plenty of football. And, you know, at the end of the day, these are still the San Francisco 49ers. Really not a lot of weaknesses on that team. And when what it all boils down to is for the second half of that football game, that is the classic definition. Okay, some people will say when the, when the pressure is on, you stop performing well. That is the polite way of saying you choked. <laughs> and they did. It's a, it was, I mean, all of those plays were a choke. Josh Reynolds dropping the ball. 
uh, Amon Ra St. Brown dropping the ball. The point where Goff got the ball to hand it off to Gibbs, and Gibbs is like on the wrong side, I guess. They described it as he's supposed to be on the other side, and he he's like, wait, wait, what are you doing? And then he hands him the ball, and, and, and Gibbs is holding it like with his two index fingers. He's barely got the ball. The 49ers just punch it out. Ball goes flying. It was right after the fact that um, the one guy, Vildor, who I don't know him too well, who is, was covering um, Brandon Ayuk, two things happen. Vildor is going to intercept it on that long pass play. He goes up. The ball is going right to his hands. He's going to pick it off. Somehow the ball goes through his hands and hits him right in the fucking face. <laughs> and then it bounces and Ayuk catches the ball. What? Come on. So you've got drop balls, fumbles. I mean, this is all in succession. It was one thing after another. And just like that, we could all feel it. Now, as soon as it started to kind of slip away, I'm like, all right, well, uh, okay, they're down 10. All right, uh, okay, they're down seven. Oh, my God. If they score here, it's tied. All right, well, we can still come back and win it. And I, I kept, I, <laughs> I kept like, debating that with myself. They can still pick up the pace. They can still do it. And then uh, right around between five and six minutes to go. I'm like, all right, I'm out. Fuck this shit. And I went upstairs, took a shower. <laughs> and I knew I was like, there is no fucking way. I don't give a shit. I, I don't give a shit about drop balls, uh, uh, fumbles. I don't give a shit about third down, fourth down. I don't give a shit about touchdowns, field goals. It did, didn't matter. There's no way we were going to win that game, okay? San Francisco was so lights out in that second half. They did everything right. There was there were moments when um, the Lions, they kept like this quarterback, Brock Purdy, the pocket would collapse, and so he's dropping back to pass, and this, this is something we've seen a million times with Aaron Rodgers, and... I don't know shit about football, but all I know is that they would get close to him and then he'd run for 15 yards at key moments in the game. And all I remember is the NFK calling him a, a filthy mother effer and my wife screaming at the top of her lungs. And I'm just sitting there before the game started. I said to her, I go, look, I need to have a talk with you. What? I go, look. If you haven't noticed, I'm pretty quiet when I watch those games. And during those plays, you screaming at the top of your lungs, it really stresses me out. Okay. And that she blew right through that and just screamed the more than she's ever screamed before. And Jackie's sitting right next to her. And Jackie's like, Mom. What? Scaring the shit out of her. Oh, my God. And then the NFK is is 
I mean, fuck you, fuck you. That it, he cheers in a weird way. You know, uh, Diana is screaming, get him, get him. Purdy drops back to pass and Kevin goes, fuck you, fuck you, fuck off. He's like responding to him th- through some weird TV thing. Fuck you, eat shit, fuck you. I'm like, God damn it, stop, shut the fuck up. Just watch the game. Oh, it was just remarkable. Um, but yeah, that uh, that feeling, that momentum loss feel is like, oh boy, oh boy, that this is rough. I can feel it. I can feel it. Uh, Tyler had a comment on Facebook, and he wrote. Yeah, this gives me PTSD to that same old Lions feel. Yeah, but it was amplified because of what was at stake. They can go to the Super Bowl. My God. Uh, Tyler writes, it actually looked like a spell was cast over the entire team and they all had no idea where they were or what they were doing exactly. That's a choke. That is that is a choke. Pressure on the line. And you perform uh, less. You actually, you know, you just, it happens. It happens. And um, I'm not, I'm not guy to sit there and, um, you know, what can you do? Uh, San Francisco did not. When the pressure was on, they performed outstanding. Outstanding. What do they, what do people always say? It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And boy, did they finish strong. Son of a bitch. And uh, and people are quick to blame the Lions, but at the end of the day, the 49ers, they were, I mean, my God, so many weapons on that team. Um, I had real struggles with a couple of uh, things in particular. Debo Samuel. All right. For starters, the guy on the Lions, uh, CJ, GJ, um, what the fuck is his name? I don't know. He's a defensive back. Gardner Johnson, CJ Gardner Johnson. That guy's an asshole. He doesn't play the whole goddamn year. During the year, he's talking shit with Samuel. He is known as for the Lions the biggest trash talker on the team. I don't think he fits with the with the culture of this team, frankly. I don't I don't like that guy. Um during the game there was a moment when Rodriguez intercepted the ball and then he runs it quite a way back quite a ways back so he's you know hanging out goes out of bounds like the 15 or the 20 of San Francisco but during the run back Gardner Johnson snuck up to Debo Samuel and uh, illegal blocked him which is a personal foul so that negates the return by Rodriguez. Fuck, you hurt your team there. Now, the Lions ultimately scored a touchdown on that drive, so I guess it didn't matter. But still, that type of bullshit uh, is terrible. And then that asshole, when the line, when the first half is winding down, that motherfucker is, is waving at the fans like, bye-bye, bye-bye. It's like, dude, don't do that. Are you fucking crazy? You do that when there's like, uh, I don't know, 11 or 12 seconds left. 
Uh, so that was fucked. And then there's another guy, uh, Cam Sutton for the Lions. And he actually played one of his better games, but he still has so many glaring moments of problems. I know this is inside baseball here, but in minutia, but he can't tackle anybody. He goes to tackle and then people just like, ah, fuck you. God damn. So this, this stinks. This stings. And I see a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah, but next year. It's like, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm I not Lions fan to sit there and say, we're going to be great next year. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't I don't know enough. Um, I felt pretty good about them going into this year. I certainly hope. Hope springs eternal, of course. Keep rooting for the Lions. Love the Lions. Um. Ben Weller says if Brad Holmes is the GM, they're fine. Also interesting is the uh, Lions offensive coach, the offensive coordinator. His name is, uh, I think, Ben Johnson. You know, he was uh, kind of like the darling because of these, uh, the how strong the team was offensively. Well, it's looking like he's going to leave, and a lot of people expected that, and likely he'll be coaching the Washington Commanders. So, ah, well, back to the drawing board, you know. Um, I don't feel that terrible because it was an outstanding fucking season. Uh, it was it was a it was great to watch outside of the uh, losses here and there when they but uh, you know they showed up and uh, ultimately did not show up in the second half of that game in any way shape or form. Let let's be honest here, they fucking sucked in the second half. It was terrible. That was a collapse. Uh, someone said, a friend of mine, Brent said, we are now the Atlanta Falcons. I think the Atlanta Falcons, like a decade ago, I think they were up by like 95 points on the Patriots. And there was like four minutes to go in the Super Bowl, And like the Patriots came all the way back and won the goddamn game. Darla, no, 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 no. Hey, stop, stop doing that. Look, look at her brother, O'Neal. Oh my God. So, uh, I think that in the NFC championship game, the uh, uh, biggest deficit was 17 points, which is what the Lions were up by. I was like, oh, boy, man, my God. Uh, and someone also said that the Lions doing what they always do, and that is choke. And I said, well, not exactly. They've been just horrible. And all of a sudden, they were good. So they haven't really had to play any big, significant games to choke in. So that's not exactly true. Now, yes, this was a choke, but it's either, you know, they just get slaughtered. That's that's pretty much how it, it has been. So, ah, uh, well, you know, um, I woke up today and uh, you know that the Today Show is typically a ritual that I have to watch. But not today. No, no, no. I'm not watching the Today Show today because, you know, they're going to start and talk about uh, the football games. And uh, there's just no fucking way that I'm going <laughs> to. I'm watching that. Um, honestly, I don't see myself. I Okay, now I have to watch the Super Bowl in two weeks. I have to. But fuck. If I didn't have this job, I wouldn't even watch that fucking game right now. Of course, I have two weeks to get over it. 
and I'm kind of over it already, as you can tell. I'm uh, I actually, um, I'm pretty uh, stoked with the season that they had. That they had um, it, it, a deep run. Fuck, more than a deep run. They had just about as deep as you could go without going to the Super Bowl. So they got a lot to be proud of, those guys. And uh, hopefully they keep the same core guys and everything continues as planned and they can, can like build on that success for next year. That's the thing, you know, um, can they, are they a one and done? That would be absolutely disappointing if they were a one and done, but, uh, I certainly hope that they can uh, build upon that. I know that going into the year, a lot of people will have, um, a lot of expectations for them, uh, in a follow-up season after a year that they went as far as they did, but that about puts the, uh, an end to the Lions talk for this year. I, I'm glad I was that we were able to talk about them for as long as uh, as we were. So rare to have that. And I'm um, trying not to lose sight of that. Ben writes, it seems like as the story of good teams go, Detroit is still on their upward trajectory. Uh, they reached the doorstep this year. Next year, the walk-in. Yes, but... Yes, but um, it would also would be not that surprising if they went backwards because I hate to do this, but at the end of the day, this is still the Detroit Lions. All right. And the last time they did this, they got to the NFC Championship game. And then the following year, I think they won like five games. Now, motherfuck, if after all of this, they lay an egg for the entire year, oh, now that's, that would be painful. So I'm trying not, I'm trying to remain calm about this. Don't, again, you got to understand. Expect the worst, hope for the best. So what you need to do is right now say, uh, they're probably going to lose a bunch of games next year. You actually need to say that out loud. They're going to be horrible next year. Now, this is just an easy trick. And then hope for the best. And if they start out 6-0, and you're like, well, that's great. But, and then you're like, the next step of this is they're probably going to lose the next six. You got to be careful. You must be careful. Patrick says, I think that good players want to play in Detroit now. And that's one of the things that guy, Dan Campbell, everybody loves Dan Campbell. Okay. The, he loves his players and the players love him. Um, Paul says that's spoken like a true Lions fan. I love it with what I said. And I know that some people might be like, well, no, come on. You got to be all rah, rah. It's like, look, it took 50 years plus for all of that attitude to become normal. All right. And that's not the fault of the fans. So Lions fans are given some wiggle room when it comes to their attitudes. This is just how I do it. 
Um, I try not to be too invested to where I'm like, oh, they're going to win. They're going to win. They're going to win. I didn't think that they were going to win. Well, I actually, I didn't know. I wasn't confident in any one of those playoff games. In fact, I said publicly that the Rams were going to beat them, that the Lions season ends against the Rams and they won. And Tampa, I was sweating that whole fucking game. Tampa gave them every fucking thing they could handle. That was no easy task to beat Tampa. And truth be told, the Lions defense was lit up by both teams passing games. Like they talked about it during the game yesterday. They gave up so many yards in both those games. Um, it was only in this NFC championship game that they really like in that first half to be that out and far in front and everything clicking. Okay. That was, that was cruel. <laughs> that was very, very cruel because I had that same attitude of, you know, expect the worst, but hope for the best. And oh my God. Um, as that, as that faded, I was like, oh shit, this is, this is ugly. Uh, Luca Maverick 13 is new. Welcome. Says, what are your thoughts on Brock Purdy? Uh, that is, in my opinion, a fantastic quarterback. A lot of times quarterbacks, when the pocket collapses, they get happy feet and they run like right into the arms of a, uh, of a, of a defensive player play over. Um, he's one step ahead of the defense to remain that calm when all of that shit is going on is nuts. And then boom, he needs 14. He gets 15 and I haven't watched him enough to know if that's how he plays. I don't know if that's a regular thing. They said he isn't that athletic, but I mean, you don't need to be athletic when you can sense where you, where there are no players and run there. Um, and you know, I didn't see anything that makes me think that is it. He's anything other than an elite quarterback. There was a couple overthrows and shit like that, but who doesn't have the first half was tough for him, but you know, he's, uh, he's solid. All right. And, um, he also is loaded with, uh, some fantastic players that Christian McCaffrey. This is what, this is my thing about Christian McCaffrey. I don't think I saw once where he was carrying that ball where the guy who hit him first stuffed him. Even if he gets hit, as soon as he gets the damn ball, he goes forward. Positive, positive yardage, churning it out. <clears throat> God damn. And then Samuel is made out of rubber. Brandon Ayuk, great hands. George Kittle. Excellent blocking tight end and can get open and make plays uh, in the defensive secondary. The defense, stout. Fuck. I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl. I really do. Tyler says anytime a quarterback runs against the Lions, they all stand there surprised like, wait, he can do that? Then realize they're supposed to tackle him. It sure felt that way. It looked that way too. 
Yeah, well. Um, a lot of people are commenting about uh, Dan Campbell going for it on fourth down. Um, I love Dan Campbell going for it on fourth down. From a team that constantly would settle for field goals, finally, we've got a goddamn coach with big, big swinging nuts who will go for it on fourth down. I'm pissed when they try a field goal. Fuck yes, you go for it. You did that shit all year. Go for it. Fucking ram it right up their ass. Did it work? No. You know, and that's what happens. Players drop balls. But no, I uh, I, I love all those decisions. Absolutely. You go get out there and win the fucking game. And they would have. They would have had those plays been made. But that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Um, but at the end of the day, it didn't matter. Kick field goals or don't kick field goals. It wasn't going to matter if we were picking up first downs or kicking field goals. We weren't stopping the San Francisco 49ers. They were too fucking good. They were outstanding in the second half. Nick says calling plays like a 12-year-old on Madden football. All right, good. Fuck yes. Big Dan Campbell supporter. I stand with Dan. So it stings. Okay, I covered it. Lions, NFK, Diana screaming, first half awesome. These were the notes that I wrote. Okay, because I write down like my thoughts before I start the show, what I'm going to hit. I think I've hit them all. This is my intro. The last 30 minutes of me talking, um, I wrote Lions, NFK, Diana screaming, first half, awesome. But knowing we needed more points, uneasy from the start of the second half, true choke job as the pressure mounted, mounted, so did the mistakes. San Francisco kept cool. Five minutes left. I gave up and took a shower. So that's pretty much it. Fuck. Chili was good, though. Uh, I've been watching what I've uh, been eating like for the last, uh, you know, trying to take care of myself a little better and and eating more appropriately. And I knew that last night was not going to be the day for that or the night for that. Bold up my chili. Sour cream, cheese, oyster crackers. Boom. Second bowl. Then... Toasted coconut ice cream. Then Diana had some sponge cake, cake raspberry thing with she. Oh my god, did I eat? That reminded me of when I threw the Super Bowl party for myself. After I finished the second dessert, there was actually a two courses on dessert. After I finished the second dessert, I said, "Uh oh, be careful! You don't want to eat yourself sick." It was the uh, Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Carolina Pan- Carolina Panthers, Jake DeLome. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was living in Jackson, New Jersey. Diana had to work on the night of the Super Bowl at uh, Tommy's Roadside Inn uh, across the street from Great Adventure. So I'm watching the kids. Uh, Jack, Jim, very little. Madison, still in a high chair. And... I proceeded to have a Super Bowl party only for me. There was no one else there. 
So I made all this fucking food. Oh my God. Um, all sorts of like, uh, wings and snacks and chips. And I grilled up a steak for myself. And, uh, I remember the, uh, uh, cocktail wieners. I had the barbecue cocktail wieners in its own little mini crock pot. And I remember those so vividly because when I threw them up, a lot of them were only like one bite out of them. I like barely would, I would barely chew them for some reason. I just ate and ate and ate. And then the game ends. Patriots win. I forget how the fuck they won. Of course they won. And then the kids go to bed and, uh, I'm laying there and Diana's not home from work yet. And I'm like, oh, it's like I drank all night, you know, ate myself sick. How hideous is that? So now today I'm like, I'm back on the wagon today, back on the wagon. Let's go with some smoothies. Let's go with, uh, you know, uh, various things like that. Completely on the wagon. All right. To me, this is therapy, and I appreciate you being here for it. Get it out of your system. It's now gone. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It's over. All right. Bill Simonson writes that he will be on the radio today with a therapy session. Now, I don't know how that works. But knowing Bill, he's just going to sit there and bitch an armchair quarterback it. Which, if you've noticed, I have not. I'm just describing to you how I feel, which is what I do. Only assholes armchair quarterback. Not that Bill's an asshole, but that could be asshole-like behavior if you armchair quarterback the Lions. At the end of the day, whether it's listening to me right now, uh, broadcasting on TV on the NFL network or whatever, at the end of the day, I don't give a shit who you are. There is not one person who knows what the fuck they're talking about. Nobody. No armchair quarterbacking from me on this. Because to me... Then I just get pissed off. In fact, in the amount of time that I've been talking to you today, I feel 1 million percent better now than when I started it. Because I've kind of like talked it out of my system. I'm just glad that the team was good enough to be able to have that type of uh, angst after they finish. It was a great year. So hats off to the Lions. All Lions fans everywhere. Uh, you packed the place. You made so much damn noise. You're chanting Jared Goff. They're chanting Jared Goff at the Griffins game. Now, let me go over this from my perspective. It's Friday night. And out of the blue, I start hearing a random chant. Now, I have headphones on, so it's it's muted. And I'm like, and I'm like what the fuck am I hearing? Why are they chanting? And why are they chanting so loud? And then it dawns on me that they're chanting Jared Goff. Now, I hadn't known that that was becoming a thing. Like, that happened quickly, where they did it at, like, the Red Wings game. 
which is it's just funny. It's funny and fun. <laughs> they start doing it at the uh, at the Griffins game, and uh, Bobby Kayser and and Larry they notice it, and they they like, oh, that's great, that's so much fun. So then uh, Saturday comes and goes, and they they did it again more than once. Now in my ear, I'm hearing my technical director. He goes, God damn it. All right, enough. <laughs> He's like, this is getting annoying. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, that was all cool. I've, I've, I've enjoyed this so much. And, uh, so everybody hopefully will just chill. We lost. Fuck it. Listen to me. I'm saying we lost. Like I'm on the team. <laughs> no, it's all good. It happens. All right. Now, thank you. If you're uh, enjoying the show on Facebook, X, and YouTube, I'm going to kick you out now. The audio version of this show is always available on Apple Podcasts and any other platform that you might use. Wherever you download shows, uh, just search my name and subscribe to it. You get the full audio podcast. Now, the rest of this show, which I have plenty more to talk about, is available on Twitch. So I'm going to kick you out. But then go to Twitch and get the rest of it. Either download the Twitch app on your mobile device or on your laptop or desktop. Go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. And uh, once you download that app on uh, your phone, search Eric Zane Live and there I am. I have a Patreon as well where I put tons of content up. There is a uh, paywall there for that. If you want more content of me, I've got an entire stable of shows that are available there. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane and you can sign up for free. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. All right. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And uh, you can follow me on those platforms as well as on YouTube. All right. Now, the uh, live stream of this show and the intro... Brought to you by Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. If you have to get insurance, like if your boss does not offer you insurance, like employer insurance, uh, that's okay. You can still get yourself health care. That's one of my biggest struggles, trying to convince people that you it isn't just where you have to get your insurance from your employer. There are other ways to do it. State-funded, government-funded, I should say, healthcare.com. Damn it, I'm screwing this all up. Healthcare.gov. Obamacare. So you uh, pick out your policy, and there's so much more selection for what your needs are through healthcare.gov than would be if it was your employer's health care coverage. Once you pick out a policy from Frank, he's going to help you with that. The cost of the policy it might say $1,500 a month. You're like, well, Frank, I can't afford that. And he goes, aha, this is funded by the government. A good portion of your um, premium is paid for by a tax subsidy. Mr. or Mrs. Whoever, you pay for some of it. They pay for most of it. And you'll be like, how is that? Well, that's the way the policy works. It's almost like state-funded or um, government-funded health care except you got to pay your way a bit. And if you suddenly strike it rich and blow past the earning threshold, 
then you have to pay back the tax subsidy. See, that's how it works. Frank will help you every step of the way. I know it sounds complex. So all you got to do is reach out to Frank at buyinsurancehere.com. That's buy, excuse me, buyinsurancehere.com. And he will help you out. Please mention me when you say hello to Frank and schedule your appointment. All right. There's a number of other, number of other fantastic sponsors that make this show happen. The show originates in the Impact Power Sports studio. So, like when you're driving up north and you see the guy with a, uh, he's towing what's known as a toy hauler. Okay. He's got like a side-by-side in that thing or an ATV, perhaps snowmobiles or motorcycles or whatnot. You get all those from Impact Power Sports. They're in Rockford, Michigan. Find them online at impactpowersportsmi.com. That's impactpowersportsmi.com. They also have a full service shop there, and they are Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart dealer. For some reason, that's like the popular buy right now. People buy golf carts, trick them out, tool around the neighborhood. Maybe they live on property. Perhaps they live on a damn golf course. I don't know. Uh, if you want a Yamaha golf cart, you got to get it at I- Impact Power Sports in Rockford, Michigan. I feel like I'm kind of having a stroke today. Like I'm like, uh, it's hard for me to talk almost. Like I'm getting cotton mouth. What the hell? I might need to take a break early. And my throat is all graspy and raspy. Hang on. I know that I was, uh, I know what it was. I didn't have a full day off this week. Yesterday, I spoke at um, the Grand Rapids Griffins um, Skate-a-thon or whatever it is. The um, Great Skate, as it's known. More on that in a second. I wasn't going to talk about it, but I will now. Uh, I also have a spot online where you can go and um, buy these products. It's called my vouch store. Like I vouch for the products. Vouch combines creators and small businesses. So you go to my vouch store, vouch.store slash Eric Zane, the link in the show notes. And if you are on the live stream, I'll just uh, put it up here for you to check out too. And uh, the three products that I have up there are Camp Craft Cocktails. Um, also, Split Rock Coffee and the Toothbrush. Toothbrush, 8 bucks. Coffee, twenty one ninety five for a two-pound whole bean bag. The ground 10-ounce coffee, $14.99. And the Camp Craft Cocktails, ranging cost from $18.75 per jar up to $75 bucks for the bundle of three. Each jar contains various uh, dried fruits and uh, ingredients like that that you blend some of your favorite alcohols with to make your fruity-infused uh, cocktail that you then mix with your favorite mixer. You can go with the rum bundle, the old fashioned, the classic cocktails, the gin bundle, sangria, or sweater weather. They can also be 
made with hot water to make mocktails, which are non-alcoholic, I found out recently. And there you go. If you want to support the show in a way other than like Patreon or just listening to the free podcast, you can try these products and you help me because I get a little bit of that money from each sale of the uh, products on my vouch store. And you're helping these small businesses who uh, do a fantastic job and have made their products available on my vouch store. So there you go. That's how that works. How about that? All right. I'm going to take a quick break because like I said, uh, I need water. I, I absolutely need water for God's sake. I've got another hour of show. I got to do this. So you stay right there and I will be back. Hey, what's up? It's your pal easy with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane show podcast, the Eufy video lock. Oh my gosh. Smart lock, 2k cam and doorbell three in one triple security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app, that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks in they go and of course it's a video camera so it's all there you can see who shows up at your door this is fantastic we live in a golden age for home security and the eufy video lock is the top of the heap okay you can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information this thing is easy to install the setup all you need is a phillips screwdriver no drilling or anything like that all the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. Ah, all right, fresh as a daisy, fresh as a daisy. Okay, so the Griffins do this event called the Great Skate. It's a fundraiser for a uh, for the Griffins Youth Foundation so that underserved, underprivileged uh, kids can play hockey, raise money for them. Then this pays for their equipment, shit like that. So I've uh, talked with you about, um, I don't know what why this is, but I'm finding that hockey players are really sensitive. Some are in a weird way. Now, I, I don't fraternize with hockey players. Um, the last time I fraternized with anything team related, it, um, it, it, it just got kind of weird. And I'm, I'm referring to when I shot the video of the hockey player from the Texas stars. And he was so pissed off while he was in the penalty box, screaming at our guy in our penalty box that he's going to knock him out the second they get out of the box. So I recorded a video of that from the box. 
and it was a unique perspective. So I thought it was an interesting video and it was, um, everybody loved it went around the world 10 times, but the problem was I was excited because I knew it was going to be a great video. And I said to their guy who's about to beat up our guy, don't let me down, man. Our coach, his name was uh, Ben Simon, is stupid. Uh, He's not the coach anymore. He's in Iowa. He was convinced that I like leaned in to the Texas player and said, hey, why don't you go beat up our guy? And then the Texas guy said, huh? No, I don't want to do that. And then uh, stupid Simon is like, yeah, you did. You you convinced him to go beat up our guy. And uh, I'm like, what the, f- huh? No, I was, no, that's not it at all. And he he got so goddamn pissed off at me. And I said, well, that's not what happened. And he doesn't believe me. And uh, that we were actually friends prior to that. That ended the relationship. Well, anyway, I post that video. And then Dog Thompson reaches out to me. And he's like, hey, dude, that was bad. Uh, all the players are so furious. I go, why? Well, yeah, because, and I'm like, it was a great video. It was a fantastic video. But I deleted it. Well, I give you that for background because... I'm trying to figure out why the next thing happened here because uh, there are very few players on the Griffins right now that were around for that when I posted that video. You know, they, they, they move on to the next level or they, or they move on to a different level. Team is constantly turning over personnel. So there's been like a lot of time since that. Now, I can't, I'm giving you the background because I'm trying to figure out why um, I, I learned that a player does not like me because I'm at the great skate yesterday and this, uh, this guy comes up who, cause the players show up there to skate on the ice with the fans. And our guy comes up, his name is uh, Zach Aston Reese. And I go, Hey buddy, how are you? And he goes, Hey, how you doing? I go, I'm your PA announcer. He goes, oh, yeah, I know. I go, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, this is a great event. Glad you're here. He goes, yeah, thanks. I go, I hope you're glad. I, I hope that you're glad I'm here. And he goes, uh, he goes, oh, yeah. I don't know about um, Shiner. He's, <laughs> he's talking about one of our forwards, Dominic Shine. And I'm like, uh-oh. I go, really? And he goes, oh, yeah. So, you know, that means... Obviously, he's not too happy with your old pal EZ. Now, this guy, Aston Reese, he's only been there for like half a season. So, obviously, and it's still come up. It's happened to have come up in the first half of the season. Out of the blue, at some point, somebody was talking about So, Oh, boy. Oh, shit. Now, the all I can figure out is Shine doesn't like that I put that video up. or Or there was another moment in time when, this is years ago. Because Shine's been there for seven years, I think. He's about 30. When we when the game is going on, this is years ago, the uh, on the big screen, I'm interacting with the fans. And there was a fan who was the season ticket holder 
who would always dance in the stands and cheer. And he looked like Dominic Shine. And so the joke was, hey, there's Dom Shine. And uh, so I would say that. Because we would do a shot of Dom Shine on the bench, you know, getting direction from the coach. And then it would cut to that guy in the stands dancing. And I'd go, huh? Oh, my God. What's Dom, Dom Shine doing in the stands? Well, his ma got pissed off. And um, she reached out to the team and said, what the hell is going on? And I, I'm like, well, well, of course it's not him. It, it's a joke. It's it's silly. It's the, What? So, of course, uh, now everybody loved it. Everybody laughed at that. And no one told me to stop. And my boss was part. He laughed at it, too. These are not big deals. Now, that's the only two. Those are the only two things I can think of that I would be uh, hated for. So now I'm like, God damn it. Now, the problem is. Shine is out on the ice at the great skate and the new, the other guy, Zach Aston Reese is taking over for him. Shine's got to leave. So then I'm like, Oh God, I had no idea. Now I don't, I don't talk to him. Like I said, I don't fraternize. I stay away. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to know those people because not that they're bad people. I just, I don't, I don't like to get into their workspace except for when there's a great video that I have to post. Well, anyway, it was just weird because I think that that guy actually might want to kick my ass now. So now I, I, now I, at the end of the day though, the way I look at, at it is this. Okay. Um, I'm going to be there longer than they are because they have a finite amount of time to play and I'm just a PA announcer. So all I have to do is just weather the storm until they completely, all the old guard is gone. And then maybe these people might actually start to like me again, but I'm pretty sure that the well is poisoned so that all these guys want to beat the shit out of me, which is all silly. Cole says, maybe they're jealous because you have more Calder cup rings than them. (laughs) Oh God. Cole says the video is still out there, popped up on my YouTube feed just a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I deleted it. I was the originator of it. And I deleted the damn thing. And it still has millions of views. Other people just took it. Uh, Ben Glaze weighs in about the Lions. He's referring to the Lions kicker. Badgley, 77% on his kicks outside 45 yards. Lions were 78% on fourth down. It was a toss-up on what to do. Maybe go for the field goal the first time, but I'm happy with going for it the second time. I'm happy with no field goals. Never go for a field goal. If I coach the Lions, I don't even want a field goal kicker. Because I'm going for it. And if my team sucks at fourth down, I'll punt when I'm on uh, on their 20. I'll punt it up into the upper deck. I want Dan Campbell to be fourth and 10. Uh, fourth and goal from the 10. And then punt it. 
Like, like punt it one yard. How about that one punt when uh, I think our punter, I forgot, I don't know his name. He kicked it like 150 yards and it bounced like right on the one yard line and went straight up in the air. And our dickhead special teams guy uh, grabbed it and he fucking fell into the end zone like the dick that he is. God damn it. Look, that was a group effort on the meltdown. There is no one. No, there's, there's no blame anything. It was just a, they just collapsed and San Francisco got stronger. They were like the Hulk. God damn it. I was just talking to Siri, I guess. All right. Um, this in the uh, Kansas City Baltimore game. But before the game gets started, the Chiefs uh, said that Kadarius Tony, their receiver, not playing, and he's hurt. <clears throat> now, this guy, excuse me, <coughs> is kind of a hothead and a jerk. Nobody likes him. He's pretty good, though. But uh, first they said he was injured. And then they said, oh, yeah, he's not playing because of personal reasons. Well, Tony, right before kickoff, goes on Instagram, just a black screen with his mic open, and says that's all bullshit. But he does it in a very unique way because he speaks really crazy English. And he's not like um, an immigrant. He's not like from another country. Uh if you ever remember the old movie Airplane, that Zucker Brothers film with Leslie Nielsen and uh, Ted Stryker, pick the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. And you had a cameo appearance by Barbara Billingsley, who was the mother on Leave it to Beaver. There was a key moment when the stewardess is taking the order from the black guys. And uh, in a hilarious fashion, they start, quote-unquote, speaking jive. Which is a term you don't hear, but, you know, I should get that damn clip. Airplane speaking jive. Which is, I guess, the way black people talk, according to the filmmakers, right? The shark left. Fly like angels today. Well, there's an ad for a movie that looks pretty good. Here we come. Brace yourselves. I think I'd like this. You stop believing. Masters of the air. The radio's all yours now. And keep an eye on that number three engine gauge over there. It's running a little hot. The button says, a little hot. Striker, before we start, I'd like to say something. I know that right now things must look pretty rough up there. But if you do what I tell you. Damn good thing you don't know how much he hates your guts. Hmm. 
I get you something? Some more folk butter laying into the bone, jacking me up. Tight me. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Cuddy say can't hang. Oh, Stewardess, I speak jive. Oh, good. He said that he's in great pain and he wants to know if you can help him. All right, would you tell him to just relax and I'll be back as soon as I can with some medicine? Just hang loose blood. She's gonna catch up on the rebound on the med side. What it is, big mama? My mama raised no dummies. I duck her rap. Cut me some slack, Jack. Say, cut him. Say, wanna help? Chomp don't get the care. Say, can't hang. Say, seven up. Jive ass dude don't got no brains in Imagine if somebody made a film, like if they did a uh, a remake of that, and they 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 like kept that in word for word. There would be it would be the end of the world. My God. Well, anyway, I bring that up because that's a, that's what I thought of when I. Uh, Started to hear this clip from Kadarius Tony. He's upset that the Chiefs didn't play him, and he's calling them out, saying, "I am really not hurt, but they put him on the um, on the injured list, so he didn't play, and he's pissed off." And and this is what he's now. There's the he says a lot of bad words here. This is super inflammatory. He even says the N word with a with a what do you say soft A or with an A at the end of it. Um, and Kadarius Tony is is talking. Fuck out of here! All these pussy ass they try to play me on oh, God, bitch ass niggas. I don't gotta get on this bitch and be on no pussy shit, go clean no shit up. Cause I don't really give a fuck. I don't fuck with y'all. Have y'all niggas to really do something? Man, I do something here. Hey, I ain't get on that. On oh, God, but, hey, look. Y'all reading all this cap ass shit? You read me? Okay, now, this is so crazy that the guys on the movie Airplane, if they were hearing it, they would be like, yeah, we don't even, we don't speak that at all. Believe it, I don't give a fuck. I ain't never been that nigga to go do all that. But yeah, man, that shit cap. I'm not hurt. None of that shit. Say that shit. Suck my dick too. Suck my dick too. I heard I, I'm not hurt. Out of all that, I heard him say I'm not hurt. And then I heard him say, suck my dick. Oh, God. Now I heard none of that. <laughs> hip, bend. Uh, uh, uh. It go from hip to ankle to this to that. I kind of need that again. Fuck out of here. All these pussy ass, they try to play me. Oh, God. Bitch ass niggas. I don't got to get on this bitch and be on no pussy shit. Go clean no shit up. Because I don't really give a Where, We need Barbara Billingsley here. Fuck. I don't fuck with y'all. Have y'all niggas to really do something. Man, I do something here. Hey, I ain't good on that. Oh, God. But, hey, look. Y'all reading all this cap ass shit. You feel me? Believe it. I don't give a fuck. I ain't never been that nigga to go do all that. But, yeah. Man, that shit cap. I'm not hurt. None of that shit. Say that shit. Suck my dick, too. <laughs> That's my favorite. I'm not hurt. Suck my dick, too. Wow. Uh, Tyler adds, I didn't know Mushmouth made it in the NFL. <sighs> Incredible. That was, uh, that was exceptional, you know. I mean, here you got, uh, 
this guy and his teammate is is Travis Kelsey. Uh, Taylor Swift made an appearance. Here she is. She's pissed off. Now she, uh, in that game that Kansas City won, and by the way, she went like on the field, was hugging the guy. It was great. Um, the camera is on Taylor Swift. She knows the camera is on, and uh, they're trying to promote the upcoming Grammys awards show. And the um, the lip readers say that she said, "Go away, please." The year wins. Okay, now that's the pissed off stare. I've seen the Taylor pissed off stare at that one award show when uh, that that uh, comedian was made a joke at her. Oh yeah, they 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 put the camera more on Taylor at the NFL game, and she was so pissed off at that. So that that pissed off Taylor. If Travis Kelsey gets this look, he knows he's in trouble. Streaming on Paramount Plus. Okay, that was I think the lip reader said she just said, "Go away, please." Plus. All right. And now maybe she was looking at um the chick in the red hat, which that might be like Patrick Mahomes' mom. Not mom, wife. Patrick Mahomes' wife. Year wins. Find out live next Sunday on CBS and streaming. Everybody's having a good Plus. time, except to go away, please. The year it cuts to Andy Reid. Um, all right. So then this story, um, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, there was something that went on with the kicker from the Ravens who looks like a young Stu McAllister, you know, uh, the Ravens during like the warm up. These players come out and are kind of like doing what they do to get ready. And for some reason, the kicker, the fucking kicker, Justin Tucker, is warming up where the Chiefs are warming up. Why? We don't know. So he's got his uh, his footballs and his little helmet. And his, uh, his, his, he has this device. It's like a, it's a holder that holds onto the ball so he doesn't have to have someone do it for him. <clears throat> and excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time with my throat. <laughs> Mahomes is uh, dropping back and, and th- down on the ground, you can see this is the holder and this is the kicker, this little fucking pipsqueak. And Mahomes is there and watch what he does to the holder on the ground. And then there's there's words between him and the holder. Video's still rolling while it's frozen. Not not sure why. Kicker picks up his uh No now Kelsey shows up. Kelsey's getting annoyed with this kicker. The, the 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 kicker is getting annoyed at Travis Kelsey. I don't know if that's safe. I don't know if that's good for business. The kicker. I mean, look at that guy. He's a little shit. And then, <laughs> did you see that? Tucker sets up the stand again. And now Mahomes. Watch this. 
Guy turns around, throws it out of the way. <laughs> this uh, field personnel guy is like, hey, what's going on here? The chief's like, fuck you. Um, I could have swore there was another clip I had of um, Kelsey then throwing the footballs and throwing his helmet. I don't have it handy, but yeah, there was another clip where Kelsey then actually picks up the footballs that that guy is uh, practicing with and picks up the guy's helmet and just throws it. Like, get the fuck out of here. And the kicker's like, oh, okay. That was cool. I love that shit. Um, <clears throat> while the game was going on, I got a text. From our pal, Sarah Rukruk Roosh. She was watching. I guess there was a Calvin Klein commercial with a guy by the name of Jeremy Allen. I've never heard of Jeremy Allen. I don't watch a lot of TV. I guess he was on a show called Shameless that a lot of people loved. I, of course, didn't watch it. But... This guy is like the it guy, she says. I guess everybody is in love with him. And if he is walking around in his underwear, that's a good thing. And all the chicks love him. And Sarah's not buying it, though, at all. You can see her message. Can you please have the ladies in your house, meaning my house, explain to me what I am missing in this commercial? I am sure they have seen it. I don't think that. Jeremy Allen is attractive at all. And then she writes, and his package is small. I have watched it several times. Thank you. So she wants opinions of chicks on this guy. Now, frankly, I watched it and I think he looks good. I, I don't, I don't see what the problem is. I, I don't know. Maybe because she's like 95 years old and she's into old dudes or something like that, that happens. I mean, like, I don't, I think young chicks, I mean, while I can recognize that they're attractive, I, I don't find them attractive at all. I mean, I yes, I can see why they're attractive, but I'm not attracted to them. I find it gross, you know? Give me an old hag. I've said that before. Linda says, I don't think he's attractive at all. Linda also is older than Methuselah. Rebecca says it's the way he carries himself. Well, let's check out the commercial here. This is this is it. Shot somewhere in New York, some neighborhood. He's got a uh, wife beater on. He's uh, walking around. Walking around. Kind of strutting you up the steps. Off comes his shirt. Just one of your off comes the uh, shorts. You see his uh, boxer briefs. Well, he's absolutely yoked. He is uh, lean and mean and ripped, not overly muscled. Okay. Now this zone right here. I don't. She says he's not, doesn't have a big package. That that looks pretty big to me. I, I don't know. I think that's a, uh. That's a fine uh, penis bunch, don't you? 
What am I what am I missing here? Look at that. Now, okay, that's a unique look. Light colored eyes, steely, huge nose, long curly hair. If anything, I like this because I have a huge nose. imagery by the way in front of the brooklyn bridge see the freedom tower back there look at that ass (laughs) he looks super dumb i'll say that (laughs) all right so now he's laying on the couch he's done with his uh his his underwear workout beautiful new york city skyline flying around him. Music fades, shot to sky, and uh, there we go. There's another one. Here's my man getting dressed in his silky blouse. He always has this look. His mouth's always open. He's always like, they should do this with like real people, you know, like have, uh, I don't know. Stu McAllister, I think would be fantastic for this. Chris says if he closed his mouth, he might not look so dumb. Bob says he totally ripped off Blue Steel. I don't know what that is. A film? Maureen says, nope, he does nothing for me. Linda says his face is not appealing. It seems like the guys are more into this uh, into him than the girls. Chris says you could definitely bounce a quarter off that ass. Amanda likes his butt. Uh, ben says that's a meaty medium bulge. All right. Amanda does not like his nose. Bob references Zoolander. So does Chris. I don't know if that's tied to Blue Steel or what. I have no idea. He looks better in the second one, fully clothed. LOL. I don't know. Maybe he he might be one of those guys who's just, you know, has a little bit of uh, ugliness to him that chicks like. Um, I would love... To see Stu McAllister doing that. Debo Samuel trolls CJ Gardner Johnson, and he should. CJ waved goodbye to the 49ers when the Lions were up 21 to 7. But Samuel got the last laugh. He wrote, Somebody go check on Lil Bra. Oh, no. 
Eminem. Lions will be back. Rapper posts words of encouragement after the loss. Uh, Eminem was kind of like our version of Taylor Swift when it comes to, um, you know, celebrity. Uh, it used to be Kid Rock, but now Kid Rock's such a piece of shit. Nobody likes him. Eminem's, you know, he's smart. He stayed out of that shit. Uh, Marshall Mathers writes, so proud of the at Lions. Thanks for an amazing season. We'll be back. Yeah, you see, he's the same age as me, maybe a year or two younger. And I don't know why the fuck he would do that. We will be back. We don't know that. This might be it, okay? Don't think for a second that we're out of the woods. All right? Take it as it comes, my friend. If we go another 32 years, I'll be 85 if they're in this Boating, if we have another run like that. Uh, after the success that they had in the regular season and the playoffs, if they then follow up with another 32 years of misery, it will be compounded a million times more than when they lost the NFC Championship game uh, the last time they were in it, 91-92. It will be much worse, Okay. So just be careful. That's all I'm telling you, Lions fans. Um, it's cool to cheer. It's cool to go to the games. But just take it easy. All right? Take it easy. Um, on the guy we just played, what's his name? Jeremy Allen. He's playing in that wrestling movie, I think. Iron Claw, that's right, uh, which is a, a story about a wrestling family. And it's like, do we really need um, a, a movie about the Von Erics? Is, is it that interesting of a story? That's the one with Zac Efron, right? Uh, I guess it looks interesting. We'll see how they do. I haven't seen a movie in so fucking long. Jesus. I think the last movie I saw was like Jaws. Oh, my God. Aram says, yeah, if you're 85, an 85-year-old podcaster, I hope. Amanda says two of the Von Erics committed suicide. The story is fucked up. Yeah, imagine that. A wrestler living along. You notice how the only wrestler that's living to an old age it's like Hulk Hogan. All these other wrestlers are like dead. Even the ones from like just 15 years ago are dying. Uh, Vince McMahon has stepped down, I guess. I guess he's completely out of wrestling after those texts surfaced. There was the one text about um, in the uh, talking about having sex with some young chick that was working with him. That was a lawsuit from years ago. She got pissed off because he hasn't paid the $3 million hush money. So she somehow the text got released. She don't, no doubt leaked them. Uh, it involved Vince with these crazy, crazy graphic texts to this chick talking about her with multiple ding-dongs in uh, certain spots of her body and, uh, and shit like that. And then there was one moment in it where uh, Vince talked about taking a poo-poo uh, on her, which is... is 
I mean, come on now. How do you expect to even do anything? And he's still married, I think. You imagine, uh, I mean, it's one thing if you uh, if you cheat on your wife and then, you know, it's revealed. And then you're like, okay, um, all right, now we got to process this. We got to figure out what we're going to do. Are, are you leaving me? Are you, you know, it's one thing to find out that there's an affair. All right. But then the world sees all of the dialogue that you say. Um, that's, that's really bad. You know, when you're talking trash and you're all horny and writing those sexy messages and stuff, which again, there's, there's no law against that. Um, but you know, his wife's seeing that, but then, you know, you, you go into a completely different universe. You're so far off the reservation. If you say that you want to take a poo poo on her, I mean, that is, uh, I mean, that that gets to. You know, another nebula. So cheating, one thing. Uh, sexy talk, another. Uh, group sex, another uh, a step in the universe. And then how many light years away are you when you're, you, you, you squat over and you, you, you plop one down on her? How's anyone ever going to... Um, I mean, can, so now wrestling fans... If, if Vince ever shows up at another event and they say, oh, let's honor Vince, you know, you're, you'll be clapping for a guy that was taking a shit on a chick. God damn it. Ben says that the poo-poo, uh, that the girl's face was actually like the toilet. That like that that's where the poop went. I I I can't even begin to I mean because I don't know if she reluctantly agreed or what, but there had to have been a moment when she was actually looking up at like his dangling balls, his old man balls, uh, right into where it's gonna come flying out of, and then it's like Plato Fun Factory just you know loafs right on there. And then it actually made the noise when it, when it hit. Oh. Somebody needs to die when that happens. Ben Glaze wrote, yum, yum, give me some fudge. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't picture that she said when she was looking at Vince's butthole, yum, yum. Give me some, give me some fudge. Uh, more horrible comments. Tyler writes, do you think he dipped his finger in it and made a poo poo Picasso mustache on her face? That is known as a dirty Sanchez. All right, that's what that is. I can't imagine Vince saying, oh, let me give you a dirty Sanchez. IMKO, which I forget who that is, says, what's wrong with the little poo play? Yeah, there's a lot wrong with poo play. It's poo. 
we are we are uh, wired to avoid poo. And if you are not wired to avoid poo or the spot where poo comes from, you're an asshole. You're a psychopath. All right. So that's where I stand on that. Vince is out and, and, and rightfully so. Mitt says Zane, the Gen Z is wired to literally eat ass. Well, I mean, I get that, but that's the, that's, that's a rim job. You're not going in the ass. I mean, I eat ass who doesn't eat ass, but there's a big difference between eating ass and getting shit on your face. You know? Come on now. All right. I got to catch up on um, some of my amazing sponsors. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 616-532-6600. Uh, Right in the middle of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Get your cars fixed there. Their website, ervines.com. They service all makes and models. They can help you out with any of your needs. I think Hurricane Ashley is having some trouble with her her German car. Take it to Irvine. It actually says a warning in German on it. 616-532-6600, of course, uh, specializing not only in uh, regular combustion motors, but all hybrids and all EVs. They have the skills and the knowledge so much so that the uh, other dealers, that the dealers who just don't have the expertise, take the cars to Irvine's. 616-532, excuse me. (laughs) Whoa, 6,600. How about A&E heating and cooling that Joe Martinez? That's right. I saw him all weekend. uh, Cheering, hooting, and hollering, hollering at the Griffins game. He's got a new football coach on his Wolverines. That's that guy, Sharon Moore. And uh, he's hoping that uh, be able to recapture the magic of another Michigan Wolverine season. We shall see. 616-516-8579. That's like the first black coach ever at Michigan, isn't it? Because you had Schembechler, Carr, by Schembechler, Moeller, Carr, right? And then Carr, and then there was uh, Rich Rich Rod and Brady Hoke, and then Harbaugh, I think. I don't think there's ever been a black coach at Michigan. So that's cool. So anyway, Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579. Uh, the best thing is till the end of September... You get a free furnace tune-up. There's plenty of time left on the heating season. We're just starting February, getting ready to start February, for God's sake. So uh, that thing's going to be working overtime. Get that furnace tuned up free. This is something you can do each year. What uh, What he did was he teamed up with DTE Energy. And DTE, they want your furnace to be as efficient as possible. So they know Joe Martinez tuning it up in West Michigan. That is how you do that. So... Call Joe, schedule, he'll show up, tune it, and then you don't pay. What was $79 is now zero with A&E heating and cooling. 
616-516-8579. I talked to Joe over the weekend. Uh, He said he was impressed with the Lions. And um, he said that uh, he's glad that we didn't make that bet because he felt kind of bad about it. But he said he was totally impressed with the Lions' performance, and he is now a Lions fan. And he's a little bit hurt that they lost. And uh, he was on the bandwagon. He was wearing the uh, Lions jersey while watching the game, wearing a sombrero and drinking some Dos Equis. And uh, he said he will be attending the uh, uh, draft, the NFL draft in Lions colors and painting his face blue uh, for that big event when that happens. And then he's uh, said he's going to be a season ticket holder. So that is that is cool. I'm glad he is finally on board. Uh, took a little while, but uh, thank you so much for your support. There you go. Appreciate you. So reach out to the number one Lions fan in West Michigan, Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579. Mention EZ and the Detroit Lions, and you get a free furnace tune-up from DTE Energy. Very, very cool. He just wrapped all of his vehicles in Lions colors and uh, the DT or the uh, uh, A&E logo, so that is Pretty, pretty nice. Congratulations. Thank you. There's plenty of room on the bandwagon. Welcome, welcome aboard. We'll have you. Even though Dan Campbell doesn't want you, glad you're here supporting them. 616-516-8579 for number one Lions fan, Joe Martinez. Uh, One more. I want to say hello to Troy over at Tag Accounting. Okay, here we are. This is crunch time. In the tax season, these accountants, they just go, go, go. All they do is work, 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 drink coffee, snort Coke, and do tax returns. I don't think Troy snorts Coke. In fact, I know he doesn't. But if you want to make sure that your taxes are done right this year, reach out to the tax hobbit. Troy Ginzer at Tag CPA. No matter where you are in the U.S., you can do your taxes, your personal return for use. Call 616-301-9516 or go to the website tagcpa.net. You will get more money back this year if Troy does your taxes. I guarantee it. You will not pay as much to get your taxes done um, unless, of course, you did them for free, which means you screwed up your tax return. Uh, And for the love of God, do not use TurboTax. I have at least one listener who did that last year, and he's still trying to clean up the mess. Don't. Just hand all your shit to Troy and say, fuck you. You do it. And he will. Tag accounting online at tagcpa.net. Excuse me. E. Jean Carroll, this lady, she's a writer. She says, Trump raped me. That does, that char- she can't charge him criminally for it. He can't be charged criminally. So there's a civil trial. And he Trump loses. So this woman w- wins a ton of money for that. All right. And Trump's like, God damn it. Fuck this shit. She's a liar. Him saying she's a liar and denying the rape allowed her to sue him for um, either libel or slander. And, and she said that him denying that he raped her 
has destroyed her reputation. Now, to me, that sounds like a stretch. As much as I would love to see Trump lose every one of these trials, I was pleasantly surprised to see that he actually lost. <laughs> so on top of the first loss, E. Jean Carroll was successful in suing him for destroying her reputation as a trustworthy journalist because she's a writer. And he says, oh, no, you're a liar. I didn't rape anybody. That's all it took. She sued him again and won. This time, $83.3 million. My God. Um, when it comes to these types of lawsuits, when um, big money changes hands like, um, you know, Sandy Hook with, um, what's his name? Alex Jones. I wish I could get more follow-up with how much money do people actually play, play, uh, excuse me, pay if at all. Like if you remember the civil trial of OJ Simpson, he lost that. And uh, he had to pay like the Goldman family uh, millions of dollars and he's never paid any of it. And, and I, I always struggle with that. I was like, well, why, what's going on where people can, um, I mean, what a, what a slanted playing field. You can, you can lose a trial like that and, and you don't even pay. What's the fucking point? The jurors needed less than three hours to reach that verdict. Uh, following a five day trial, the dollar amount that the president, U S president, former U S president was ordered to pay far exceeded the minimum of 10 million. Carol sought a million of uh, a minimum of $10 million. Trump plans to appeal. Trump's case or Carol's case has become an issue in Trump's campaign to retake the white house. Well, that's not true at all. Uh, this does nothing. Trump will absolutely win his seat in the white house again. I don't think, can you imagine if the average Trump voter is like, huh? Trump just lost this lost his civil trial and has to pay 89 million. Well, I used to have MAGA t-shirts and show up at all the rallies, but now I won't vote for him. Come on now. Uh, Trump said <clears throat> our legal, our, our sorry, I can't re read or talk today. Our legal system is out of control and being used as a political weapon. He posted on social media. This is not America. Very important that he says that. Very important. Because then the wackos, like some of you, see that and you go, hell yeah. 80-year-old Jean Carroll left the uh, courthouse with her arms around her on two of her lawyers. Uh, she says this is a great victory for every woman who stands up when she's been knocked down and a huge defeat for every bully who has tried to keep a woman down. The former L magazine advice columnist sued Trump in November of 2019 over his denials five months earlier that he had raped her in the mid 1990s in a Bergdorf Goodman department store dressing room in Manhattan. That was the woman where he said, have you seen her? Who would want to hit that? He actually said that or something to that effect. 
the jury, seven men, two women, whose members were kept anonymous, awarded Carol $18.3 million in compensatory damages, including $11 million for harm to her reputation. She was also awarded $65 million in punitive damages, which she said was needed to, needed to stop Trump from continuing to defame her. Trump has often said, I never heard her. I've never heard of her. I don't even know who she is. Now, who the fuck believes that? The only person who would believe that is an idiot. Uh, in May of 23, another jury ordered Trump to pay Carol $5 million over a similar October 2022 denial, finding that he had defamed and sexually abused her. So she got five mil for that and $82 million because he said she's, or 83.3 for saying that she's a liar. God damn. Will she see any of it? Maybe. Who knows? Uh, Trump said he'll appeal. Maureen says, um, or actually IMKO says he has to front the 83.3 million to appeal it. Interesting. Uh, Maureen says, but that doesn't mean she gets any of it while it's being appealed. Does it? Who knows? Yeah. We've exhausted our knowledge of this. You know, honestly, if Trump just said, ladies and gentlemen, I need $83 million from the public to pay off this crazy lady. It would happen. We are that far gone as a country. And don't tell me that this affects things in any way for Trump. Give me a break. There's no way that's going to happen. Okay. Uh, Folks, thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage as we get ready for the asshole of the day. Uh, Reach out 231-332-6505. Get your mortgage done. Through Mario from anywhere in the U.S. The Grand Rapids Gold are back in action coming up on February, Wednesday, February 7th. Get your tickets at grandrapidsgold.com. TC Paintball. We have Paintball War number 23. The Battle for the Rio Grande. Happening Sunday, February 18th. I did get uh, another RSVP from an audience member who says, easy. Mike says, I'm uh, finally reaching out. Count me in on Team White Power. Last time we played was great. Thanks for delaying the game for the Lions. What he means by that, it's nothing racist. Well, no, it's kind of racist. Actually, it's 100% racist. We're reenacting uh, Border Patrol versus immigrants because we've got an outstanding number of Mexicans and Hondurans who make up uh, the bulk of our field. So we're going to have the Rio Grande in the middle of the playing field, and then we're going to have the paintball war. That's why we're calling it paintball war number 23, the battle for the Rio Grande. I cannot wait. We're hoping for 40 people. If you want in, you get a pizza party to start the day, and then you get the gun, the mask, the 500 paintball shots, and you get all that for 35 bucks. Normally, it's $48 for that, plus all the field time is out there for you for you to play, actually play. 
you will love this. Paintball War number 23 happens on February 18th. Last, but certainly not least, King's Room Barbershop. Uh, they have made my hair look the greatest ever, okay? Uh, women throw it at me. I can't stop getting women from stalking me and hitting on me. It's just ridiculous and annoying. My God, it's because of the hair. Thank you to King's Room Barbershop. They have three locations, Caledonia, Northland Drive, and then, of course, the location uh, at 821 36th Street in Wyoming. And uh, all the schedules, exact locations available at kingsroom.net. Your asshole of the day today. Who can it be? We talked a lot about the Lions. Choking on the field. I don't know if I can blame any of the Lions. Like to be named them as asshole of the day. I mean, they played the game. Didn't work out. Not going to give it to any of the Lions. Actually, I take it back. I am going to give it to one of the Lions. CJ Gardner Johnson is your asshole of the gay uh, of the gay of the of the day. Jesus. Uh CJ Gardner Johnson, your asshole of the day, brought to you by TC Paintball. Fuck that guy. Get him out of here. I can't stand that shit. I'm all about having fun, but that guy's just a joke. Uh Ben agrees. Bob says, asshole of the day, the 49ers. No, 49ers are great. Come on now. Rick says, Josh Reynolds. He dropped the ball. That doesn't make him an asshole. And, uh, hey, the Lions lost that collectively. That was a collective choke job. There is there's no one. You can't blame just one person for the Lions. Come on now. Vince McMahon. That's a good one. All right, folks. I love you. Thank you so much for being here in our Lions gripe session. I will talk to you on the Patreon. Till then, have a good one.